You are listening to the weekly podcast of Bethlehem Temple Church in Middletown, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. Somebody shout worthy. He's worthy of all the praise, all of the honor and the glory on this morning and as the old folks used to say if I had a thousand tongues I would not be able to praise him enough because he's truly worthy of all of our praises unto him we thank and praise God for our praise team that has ushered in the praises presence of the Lord and our musicians who are here today and we thank God for those of you who have gathered in person and those of you who will be watching online. I believe we are experiencing some technical difficulties. We're taping, but we're probably going to have to broadcast it a little later on. It's not going live. But we just thank and praise God for those who will be watching. And in spite of that, he's still worthy to be praised. One thing I learned about God, God don't need our time. He transcends time. Somebody can take this message four or five years from now and it'll be a rainbow world just what they need so just because we're not doing it live like we would like to have preferred to we still believe God is in control and that all things will work together for the good to them that love him one more time give God a round of applause I call your attention to first Corinthians chapter number 13 we're not going to be too long on today we're going to have the blessing over our children as they proceed this week most of them going back to school and we uh, just like to pray over them because they're in a different generation a different culture and they need our prayers like never before first Corinthians chapter number 13 and I'm going to read verse number four and five in your hearing. If you have it, would you please be kind? I understand. I know it's short verses, but uh, in reference and respect to God's word, if you can stand, please stand. If you can't, we understand. It says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. This morning I would like for you to think upon the clause where it says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Think upon the subject, love is kind. And if I was going to use a subtopic, it would be love calls for an action. Love calls for an action. In other words, if you love me, show me. <laughs> you can have it in your mind all the time, but unless you show me, love calls for an action. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity that you have allowed us to stand before your great people. Now, Lord God, we ask you to remove myself from it. And Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We ask you to remember this country in a special way. Remember those, Lord God, who are 
dealing with the fires out in Hawaii, Lord God, and all those who have lost loved ones. Lord, even this week across our nation, bless them and cover them. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say amen. amen. In this particular series, we have talked about that one of the problems in the Corinthian church was that they were manifesting practically every gift that was listed. Whether you look at the gifts that were listed in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, this particular church was manifesting all of these particular gifts. But even though they were manifesting the gifts, they were still immature in their action. We stated the fact that gifting of itself is not a sign or indicator of maturity. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. You can have all the gifts you want, but if those gifts are not motivated by love, Paul says it's useless and it goes nowhere. See, the Corinthian church, if you know the history of their church, they love the flashy gifts. They love the speaking in tongues. They love the working of the miracles. They love the prophecy. They love the show me gifts. The gifts that oftentimes bring attention to oneself. But Paul was trying to let them know that the gifting is not for your good, but it's for the good of the body of Christ. And the same God that gave this individual gift gave someone else a gift and gave another person a gift. And all the gifts come together collectively to build up the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? Last week or two weeks ago, we talked about the fact that love is patient or suffereth long. We talked about that particular word. It means to have a long temper. It means that under provocation, basically, it can keep its cool. It, it, when, when people try to provoke this type of love, when someone tries to uh, push it in the wrong direction, when it says love is patient or suffers long, this type of love knows how to keep its character, knows how to walk in the spirit even though the circumstances does not dictate or warrant it to. We talked about the fact that patient means learning how to give people time to mature and giving people an opportunity to grow because everybody's not where you are in your walk with Christ. And even though in the Corinthian church, as we see, we had young believers, we had old believers. So therefore, those of us who are older, we've got to understand some of the younger believers are not there yet. And that it took us a while to get to where we are. And so therefore, we cannot cast judgment or disparity or look down upon them because we need one another to do what God has called us to do. Now he goes on. He says, notice, first of all, he says, love is patient. The first thing he says, love is patient. But then he says, love is patient and kind. He actually connects kindness with patience. Because what kindness is, is patience in action. Can I get an amen? amen? In other words, this word kind, it means active. Say active. It's active goodness. It, it's, it's in action. It, it's a word that comes from the word useful. It's a person that is disposed of being helpful. It speaks of somebody who looks for the opportunity to reap to help somebody without repayment. Amen. 
In other words, it's this type of individual when it says love is kind. It's that person who goes out and seeks where they can fit in and be useful and be at the disposal of others. In other words, it's different from the Corinthian church that was looking to be served. It's the kind of gift and the kind of love that says, I want to insert myself in somebody else's problem and want to be a help to somebody else. When we look at this word, it's kindness that flows out of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit unto those that are around us. If you remember, this word kindness is part of the fruit of the Spirit. And when we look at it, if the world ever needs somebody that will step out of their own circumstance and help somebody else, it's the time we're living in today. One of the things the older saints taught us very young in our Christian walk, and I found out to be true, that if you were discouraged, show kindness and go encourage somebody else. You remember they used to tell us that? That if you're sick, go and find somebody sicker than you and try to help them. In other words, it's helping someone else. It's going beyond ourselves to try to be a blessing to other people. Now, when we look at this word kindness, there's two concepts that we've got to understand. First of all, kindness is love that is extended to other people. A number of years ago, there was a term, random act of kindness. And I wonder, just on this week, if we just gave all of us a homework assignment and said, let's on the course of this week, see how many times we can just throw out a random act of kindness towards somebody. If we can just help somebody, write somebody a letter, somebody who is down, give them an encouraging word, shake their hand, pat them on the back, how much better our community, how much better the world would be, how much better our church would be if we would extend beyond ourselves and help somebody else that is in need. Can I get an amen right there? But also we look at this word, it also means to extend kindly, but to, uh, it's freely given. In other words, it's not looking for something in return. Uh, I'm going to tell on us church folk, and maybe it was just me. Growing up, oftentimes, people would help you in church. And if you didn't testify about it, they felt like you didn't appreciate it. It ain't for you to be seen. It's extended. And if that person never says thank you, just by the fact that you gave it as you was given unto the Lord, that's all I need. I hear God saying that. In other words, I'm not going to get an attitude because you didn't do what it was like I thought it was. If I give it to you with the right motive and the right heart, I'm going to say, God, it's in your hands. I've done what you said. And therefore, what they do with it is in their, or their responsibility. So it talks about kindness is extended to others freely. There is a great illustration of this in the Bible in St. Luke chapter 10, where the Bible said there was a certain man that traveled from Jerusalem down to Jericho. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan. And they, this particular road was known for having thugs and having uh, people rob you and they jack you of whatever you have and they would uh, do things to you. And the Bible said on that particular day, they stripped him of his raiment. The Bible says they wounded him and they left him there half dead. You would have thought somebody would have come by and helped him. And the Bible says the priest walked by, the Levite walked by, and if anybody should have been sympathetic to somebody who was hurt, it should have been somebody working for the Lord. 
But the Bible said they walked by, and we don't know why they walked by and ignored this particular man's situation. But the Bible says there was a certain Samaritan, and Samaritan was an adversary of the Jews. Actually, they would have never said good Samaritan because that would have been an oxymoron. They never saw Samaritan as being good in any sense of the word. But when this Samaritan saw this man laying there, the Bible says in the presence of danger and distress, he did not think of himself. Now watch this. Kindness does not think of itself first. It thinks of how I can help somebody else. This man saw not a statistic, he saw somebody hurting. This man didn't see a number or a zip code or a color of skin. He saw somebody that has a need. So he said, I'm not going to look at the crisis. I'm not going to look if the enemy is still out there. If there's a need, so therefore I'm going to put myself there to help. This good Samaritan, in the presence of crisis, he thought of others. In the presence of self-preservation, he thought, how can I meet the need of someone else? See, self-preservation tells us it's me, myself, and I look out for number one. But kindness is going beyond ourselves. And if we can just get out of our own little world for a moment to help somebody else, you'll realize how blessed we really are. Some of us, we're not grateful because we have a God for where God has brought us from. Some of us, we fail to be grateful because we forgot how God brought us through our mess. We forget to be grateful because of the mistakes we have made. But God has been good to us. I went through a program uh, maybe a couple years ago called Bridge to poverty or something of that nature. And sometimes because God has blessed us with jobs and God has blessed us with health care and God has blessed us with those things, we can look down upon people who never had the opportunity that God has given us. And so we look at them and say, they don't want to work. They're all lazy. Everybody that's hungry ain't lazy. Everybody that ain't got money ain't out gambling. Life happens to every one of us. So therefore, we can't look down upon somebody else without knowing their situation. So the Levite walked past him, the priest walked past him, and just let me in my own sanctified mind put this in the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The one who had the gift of exhortation would have walked by and said, I see you. Put your hands together and give Lord a praise. <laughs> the one with the gift of folks, exhortation would have said, jump up and down five times, run around the church, and you're going to be delivered. The bottom line is, even if the gift that orcs the exhortation would have told him that, he would have still been in the same situation he was in. The gift of discernment would have said, did you pray this morning? You shouldn't have been in this situation in the first place. God should have ordered your steps around Jericho. We would have used judgment instead of grace. The one who had the gift of prophecy, I prophesied your healing. Be healed, be filled, be whole, be clothed, and left him there naked. 
and felt like I'd done my job. The one who had the gift of faith and said, if you only had the gift like I had, you never would have been in this situation in the first place. The gift of teaching would have probably said, let's figure out how you got here so we can try to put it together. The gift of administration would have said, let's call a community committee together and find out how we can stamp out violence in our community and left him in the situation he was in. But the Bible says this good Samaritan came. He put his love into action. He brought kindness in action. First of all, the Bible said he saw him and had compassion on him. Lord, let us see the people that are around us. Let us open up our spiritual eyes to see hurting people that passes our way each and every day, even in our own homes, that is crying out for somebody to give me some attention. Show me that you love me. Don't tell me how much you love me. Don't prophesy that you love me. Show me how much you love me. He saw him. This week, ask God to give us insight and to be able to see people as people. Not as a number, not as a color of skin, not as something where we can benefit from. But let us see people as sheep without a shepherd. They need the voice of God speaking to them in their lives. Not only did he see the man, the Bible said he had compassion on him. That word compassion means love in action. And that's where we get the text from. Love has, it's a cause for an action. Love is not stagnant. Love is not something you put on the shelf. Love is not something you put in a trophy case. Love is something that shows itself and manifests itself to other people and don't expect nothing in return. The Bible said he had compassion on the man. Not only that, but he bounded the man's wounds. In other words, it costed him something. In other words, he spoke and he saw the man, he had compassion, but now all of a sudden he's going to say, I'm going to put some medicine, I'm going to treat him, I'm going to try to help him in this situation. See, love will move us past our comfort zone. Love will move us past only helping those who help us. Love will move us past helping just our little cliques. But I thank and praise God that this man in this story, he looked and he We'll put medicine in the man's wounds. Not only that, the Bible said he set the man on his own beast. In other words, that means that this man was willing to walk and let this man travel on his own beast. In other words, he was willing to inconvenience himself to help somebody. He was willing to walk while somebody else ride. He was willing to say, I'm going to get my feet dirty so he don't have to get his feet dirty. We've got to come to the place that Paul was trying to tell this Corinthian church. Don't get caught up in all the flashy gifts. How are you serving one another? The Bible said he took him to the inn or he took him to the hotel. He took care of them. And he even paid the man's uh, to a hotel bill. And he left him with a promise and said, if there's anything goes over, in other, in other words, if he used room service, <laughs> if he orders out of state tonight, that ain't on the tag. He said, but don't hold it to the man's charge. He said, put it on my tag. 
And when I come back, I'll take care of it. Say, that's love. See, love and kindness calls for an action and it expresses God's kindness towards us. How many know God's been kind to us? How many know God's love moved in our behalf? The Bible says, love calls for an action for God so loved the world. In other words, he loved us so much. He didn't leave us where we were. He loved us so much that he sent his son to die for you and I. Do you see? Love is in action. Love didn't stay in heaven. Love didn't stay on the throne. But love said, I'm going to go down and redeem people unto myself. This love shows us that even while we were yet sinners, he died for you and I. In, in other words, there was nothing in us that motivated God to love us. It wasn't your gift that he was going to give you. It, it wasn't your personality. It, it wasn't your background, your education. It, it wasn't uh, uh, your zip code. But he says, when we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, when we could not get to him through religion, when we could not get to him by good works, when we couldn't get to him by coming to church, when we couldn't get to him by paying tithes, when we couldn't get to him by doing all these types of services, but he came down for you and I. And that's the message that God was in Christ. What was he doing? Reconciling the world unto himself. Ephesians tells us, but God, who was grace and mercy, loved us so much that even though we were dead in sin, that he died for us, and for by grace we are saved. In other words, this love gave us grace. See, I, I, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I thank God for grace. I said, I thank God for grace. Because the older you get, the more opportunities you've had for failure. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. The older you get, the more you look back and say, it wasn't me all the time, it was God's grace that kept me. The older you get, you realize there was pitfalls I should have fell in, but God covered me, and therefore I have no right to tear my nose up at anybody else. The older you get, you realize it was God that was carrying us all along. That if there's any virtue, if there's only, if there be any prayer, it's to God that be the glory for the things he has done. So God offered his love when we did not deserve it. It's that love that was in action. I love Psalms 5, verses 11 and 12. God's love even is a shield around us that provides safety. It says, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyfully, praise forever. Spread your protection over them. That's what we're going to do for our children today. That your love and your name may be filled with joy. For you bless God continually. He says, you surround them with your shield of love. Don't you know God's got a shield of love around us? That even when the enemy tries to penetrate, he's got to go through God's love. 
And even when God allows the enemy to come, God said, it's going to work out for our good. Therefore, I don't have to complain. I don't have to say this is going to be my defeat. This is going to end it. God has allowed us to go through it, to bring us out of it, to put us on a greater platform, to be a trophy of God's grace. The Bible even lets us know that God's love disciplines us. For whom he loves, what does he do? He chastises us. He chastises us. And the difference is, God's chastisement is something he does for us, not to us. See, if we're not careful, chastisement is what we do to our children, and that breeds contentment and resentment. But God's discipline is something he does for our benefit, for our making, for our development. So as we conclude this message today, love is kind. Love is putting into action. Let our actions speak more than our words when it relates to loving other people. Back in the day, somebody said, what the world needs now. See, y'all ain't been saved all y'all life either. It's love, sweet love. <laughs> and that's what the world needs. People who will show authentic love. Yes, God wants us to use our gifts. Yes, God has already gifted us. But if it's not motivated by love, if it's a gift that is not activated or called to action, then all it is is hanging somewhere and you can talk about how great you are and what God, how God's going to use you, but that doesn't do people any good when we leave them where they are. God's love is kind, and our love towards one another ought to be kind. Let's give God a hand praise on today. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless, and have an amazing week.